Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. I'm a little under the weather, a little run down, but I feel better than I sound. I am over the weather. Yeah. Whatever that means. It means you're in great spirits, good shape. Sure. You could put your hand through that wall next to you. I probably could, actually, on certain days. Yeah. But not today. That's good, Chuck. Yeah. You doing okay? Yeah, great. Okay. Glad you're feeling better, even though you sound crappy. Man, I really do, <laughs> don't I? It's always reminiscent of the <laughs> six-month period that you were sick early <laughs> on. So <laughs> yeah. Now I'm healthy. I don't smoke. I exercise. I eat right. I juice all Isn't the time. it remarkable how you don't get sick as often when you yeah. live right? <clears throat> yeah, when you treat your body correctly. Exactly. Um, well, Chuck, that's a, an excellent segue because, in my opinion, one of the best ways to treat your body is to stuff it full of really good pizza. Yeah. Have you had pizza before? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love pizza. I don't eat that much of it. Oh, really? No, I mean, I don't know how much. I mean, we have stats on the average American and stuff. I can, may I spit one out? Sure. Every day, Americans eat about 100 acres of pizza. <laughs> I guess it would be Sicilian, because an acre is, it would be squared. Although it doesn't have to be square. No. You can have a round acre. Uh, yeah, I guess you could. Just forget what I said. I've never seen a round acre before. I'm going to, I imagine an island, if it's round. Oh, yeah. Would be round acreage. There's not really any real round islands. There's, there's no such thing as a perfect circle in sure. nature. Sure. T- Gilligan's Island was t- so round. No. It was just a circle. No. <laughs> yeah, I love pizza. I don't know how much I eat of it, though, compared to most people. Like, I'd say we order a pizza, like, maybe once a month. What? We'll order a pizza. That's or, are the, the only th- pizza you have every every month? Yeah, we'll get, like, we'll order a pizza delivery, or and then probably we'll throw in one visit to a- Antico. Which a month? You got me beat there. I need to get out there more often. Yeah, once every six weeks to two months for Antico. Yeah, here in Atlanta, um, Chuck and I have a pizza place. I guess everybody in Atlanta has it, but we're mm-hmm. very fortunate to have a place called Antico Pizza. It's really good. And now I understand the name after researching this article. Uh, yeah, it's kind of close to the original pizzeria. I think that's the point. Is it? Uh, I would imagine. I don't think they follow the traditional rules, though. Okay, we'll we're spoiling all over. Well, for my part, you, me, and I are crazy about pizza, and we eat it, like, all the time. Everything from frozen pizza to Domino's to um, pizza out, like, really? by the slice. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I ate a lot more pizza when I lived up in uh, the New York area. Yeah. Because I would, like, get it after class, just the single slice. The which is big, huge slice. Yeah, and you fold it in half, and it's just great. Did you want pizza while you were researching this? Mm, no. I did. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, oh, by the Antico, though, is... Really, really good pizza. The best pizza in Atlanta, most yeah. people agree on. Yeah. And judging by the line out the door every single day, then uh, I would say we're right. I've even gotten into an argument with them on the phone, which I don't do very often, about whether or not you can order a, cheese, a pizza without cheese, and I'll still go back there after <laughs> hanging up on them in anger. Wow. Yeah. They do it their way. They definitely do. That, that's oh, the man. Point. They also have the big the, the dressing station, which is like the basil plants. They don't even have, like, it's not dried basil or even leaves. It's like the plant. You pick the leaves off there. Right. And they got the big chunks of garlic, and it's just, God, it's so good. Yeah. All you right. can hear your food go, ow. Now I want pizza. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. That's what I was going for, Chuck. You got me. It worked. Um, 
So everybody, I'm sure, is familiar with pizza. I don't think there's going to be too many huge surprises there. No. But there's a lot about pizza that I would imagine you don't know. Yeah. And we're going to tell you that kind of stuff. Agreed. Like, for example, at its core, pizza really is bread, cheese, and sauce. Yeah. That's it. Tomato sauce. Right. Unless you're getting funky. But you can't get funky and still call it pizza customarily. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, it has to be made a certain way or else it's not really pizza. It's like a tomato pie. I don't know, though. Like, I, I, I would call, like, a pesto pizza pizza. But you were a born American. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you think I was? Speaking as, like, a native Sic- Sicilian? <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying, like, maybe as a citizen of the world. Oh, okay. You know. All right. We're, we're in the midst of globalization, Chuck. Let's, let's, let's do this. All right, let's talk pizza history then, huh? Uh, yeah. I used to hear from uninformed people, like, you know, pizza's really American. It didn't even come from Italy. Right. They're talking about chop suey. Just not true at all. Yeah. Pizza did come from Italy, uh, in a way. Uh, we need to back up even, even further, probably to Greece, where some people attribute, like, the original, uh, flatbreads that they would decorate with things is, like, the first pizza style thing. Right. You're talking, like, third century BC. Yeah. Long yeah. time ago. Right. But I don't, I mean, they didn't call it pizza until, what, 81,000 in, uh, Naples. Yeah. Of course. Well, Naples is like the cradle of pizza. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize, I didn't notice that it went back that far. That's pretty interesting. Well, that's what it was first named, pizza meaning pie. Okay, so I also saw a discrepancy here. I saw pizza also can mean um, to pinch. Oh, really? Or slice. Hmm. That's, that's what I got pizza meant, not necessarily pie. Well, that's what this person says. Okay, so we're at AD 1000, right? Yes. This is such a cool, cool date. It is. Um, and the, the the reason pizza started to take off was because the peasantry didn't have that much money, and this stuff was kind of easy to come by. Yeah. You made your bread, you had some cheese, maybe some kazu marzu with the maggots, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and um, maybe some seasonings and some olive oil. That's about it. Yeah. It wasn't until, you know, the one of the biggest main ingredients... It wasn't until um, the Colombian exchange started to take place that tomatoes were introduced to Italy because those are a new world food. Yeah, I did a little tomato research because that's kind of fascinating on its own, I think. Isn't it? Tomatoes come from Peru, they believe, originally. And uh, because it, the fruit of the, the nightshade, the deadly nightshade, looks like a tomato, a lot of people thought it was poisonous over the years, yeah. many, many years ago. Yeah. And... Uh, Actual stems and leaves of a tomato plant do contain a toxic uh, tomatine. Huh. But um, you like, have to what eat, is it? Like, what does a it do lot of it. But what will happen to you? Well, I think there's been one reported death. From eating tomato stems and leaves? Yeah. Crazy. Supposedly. I don't and know if that's true, though. They figured out, well, the stems and leaves are kind of gross anyway. Let's yeah. just eat the tomato. So thank you, Spain. Um, and also, interestingly... Uh, even though it came from, like, South America, you would think it made its way up through the states via Central America and Mexico. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't. It, like, took the circu- circuitous yeah. route via European immigrants. Probably through f- the Philippines, too. If you're interested in that, dude, you should really read 1493. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about that stuff. Is that guy going to just keep writing books? Is there going to be a 1494? If there, if there is a benevolent God, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 1495. So anyway, tomatoes, all, all people discovered, hey, they're not poisonous. They're really delicious. 
Yeah. Let's start throwing them on this bread. Exactly. And then now we have pizza. So we're talking like the 17th century, I think, was when the the term. Uh, no, it wasn't. Okay, so so that kind of yeah that goes against that research too. I think I saw somewhere that the the term was coined in uh, the 18th century, like 1738. They started making pizzas as we know them today. You know, I think there's some discrepancies just in pizza lore. Yeah, because that long ago, I, I don't think they were necessarily keeping track of all this stuff like we do today. Okay, so possibly in AD 1000 or in 1738, <laughs> right. about 750 years later, yeah. the word pizza was used to describe this flatbread. Right? Uh, consisting of now tomato sauce, mm-hmm. cheese, yeah. bread. Yeah. Right? Um, and, but w- the one thing that is not disagreed upon was that both of these took place in Naples. That's right. And Naples was the center of it. And like we said, the peasantry was really hip to pizza because it was cheap and sure. it was abundant. Street food. Yeah. And so if you wanted to go find pizza, you basically had to go into the peasant districts of Naples. And uh, there it was in abundance being sold from street carts. Now, is that where the the first pizzeria was? Yes. Okay. In 1830. The, pe- the peasant land? Yeah. Okay. So An- Antica Pizzeria Portalba. Yeah. So Antica, I wonder if that's the same as Antico. I wonder what the difference is. I don't know. Someone will probably explain it to us. Hopefully in Italian. Yes. Is there an authority on that? All right. So that's 1830, the first pizzeria. Right, and also, um, I didn't see it in here, but I came across it. A pizzaioli was a pizza maker. That was the name of a pizza maker. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So the the peasantry in Naples, and probably it's starting to spread a little bit beyond that, but the peasantry in Naples has been eating pizzas for well over a century, almost two centuries, by the time uh, Queen Margarita and King Umberto. Queen who? Margarita. Ah, yeah, does that name sound familiar in, in regards to pizza? Yeah, especially when you see it spelled out. Right. You're like, oh, wait a minute. That's where it came from. Exactly. Reportedly. So Queen Margarita was apparently like a pretty um, hip queen. She was down with the common person. And uh, she and Umberto went and toured the country in 1889. And one of the places they went was Naples. And one of the things they did was eat pizza. And she was like, I love this. I want more of this. Yeah. Bring me Raphael. Esposito. Her personal chef. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's her personal chef. It was her personal pizza chef, at okay. least. And he said, uh, Queen, I'm going to make you some good pizza, including one that looks like the Italian flag. And that is the legend, at least, of how we got margarita pizza, because you have the red tomato, the white mozzarella, and the green basil. And uh, there's your Italian flag. Yeah. It's a great story. Hopefully true. So supposedly he made her that one, the margarita pizza, which she liked the most and is named after her. Um, another one with pork fat, cheese, and basil, which mm. sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then another one with garlic, oil, olive oil, and tomatoes. Yum. All of them sound great. Yep. But she chose the margarita, and that's the one that was named after her. But uh, the upshot of all this is that the queen was suddenly eating peasant food. The queen's the most popular person in all of Italy all of a sudden. Sure. And now all of a sudden in places, uh, other parts of Italy where uh, pizza wasn't heard of or eaten or whatever, people are starting to make it. That's right. And that's like uh, 1889, 1890s. Yes, which is a great time for pizza to be coming into its own because there was a little country called America yeah. coming into its own. And uh, with the arrival of Italian immigrants in the late uh, 19th century, in places like New York and Chicago yep. and Philly, yeah. New York light, uh, they would eat pizza. And it was, again, sort of like street food. 
um, at the time at least. Right. Um, so about the time, I guess when Margarita was extolling the virtues of pizza, I, I guess her, um, this wave of immigration had such a tangible connection to the old world that like almost immediately they were making pizzas in, in these cities, like you said. Yeah. Apparently, New York was the first city with an actual pizzeria. I believe that. Um, Lombardi's, Gennaro Lombardi, apparently opened his shop in 1905 at 53rd and a half Spring Street in New York. I wonder what's there now. Lombardi's. Oh, is it still there? I believe Holy Lombardi's cow. is still functioning. Wow, that's pretty great. Yeah, and did we say that uh, Antico Pizzeria in Naples is still in the same spot, still selling pizzas since 1830? Oh, we did not, but that is true. Yeah. And that is very cool. That makes me want to go to Naples quite badly. Yeah, I mean, you could get a, an original pizza from the original pizzeria. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And we'll get to this in a little bit, but you may be kind of surprised when you eat a, a pizza, a Neapolitan pizza, at the place where it all started, compared yeah. if you're used to, like, Papa John's. Uh, I had uh, pizza in Italy once. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was there, and I figured, why not? I guess I'll, I'll do as the Italians do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so that's uh, pretty much... Oh no, we didn't. We didn't finish the history. Yeah, United States was coming into its own. Italian immigrants coming in, bringing in pizza. Then after World War II, of course, with a lot of things, GIs came back with these flavors for different uh, countries' foods and drinks. Right. And they said, "Man, this pizza stuff is really great." So let's start building chains and degrading the product. <laughs> <laughs> and we did so with the uh, Shakey's in 1954. It was the first pizza chain in the United States. Uh, yeah. Uh, California chain. Pizza Hut was founded in Kansas, of all places. Yeah, four years 1958. later. Pretty cool. And the reason, apparently, as legend has it, that they're named Pizza Hut was because the place, the building kind of looked like a hut, and there was only room for nine spaces on the sign. So yeah. Pizza Hut. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Shaky. Have you ever been to Shakey's? No. As a matter of fact, um, no. The only time I've ever seen Shakey's was in the movie License to Drive with the Two Corys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're all over L.A. And, uh, you know, sort of pizza hutty yeah. in feel, like a family joint, pitchers of beer, not so great pizza. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Sherwood Shaky Johnson got that name because of a, some, like, affliction he had that made him shake. No. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. But I guess he embraced it. Well, yeah. He named his very popular chain after it. it. And they're still around, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't spread by now. 1954, there's pizza huts everywhere. Yeah, I mean... I think they have them outside of California, although I'm not positive. I didn't get to look that up. Gotcha. But I know they don't have them over here, down south, over here, in the southeastern Bible Belt. Yeah. All right. Dough? Yeah, so that's a piece of history. Yeah. Uh, no, we should probably get to the basics. Yes. And there's nothing more basic than dough. No. And the, there's an art to this. There's three oh, yeah. ingredients that are demanded, flour, water, and yeast. Yes. Everything else is just... Icing on the cake. Yeah, but you probably are going to throw a little salt in, a little sugar, a little shortening to uh, make it do the things you want it to do. Perform like you want it to perform. Yeah, and you can go to Mellow Mushroom Pizza and get a gluten-free pizza. I myself have not had one because I don't have celiac, right? And I'm not about to just... No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if you if you are into... If you are gluten-free, you are SOL in a lot of ways because yeah. um, the flour used in pizza crust, pizza dough... Um, is high gluten, uh, high gluten flour. That's why gluten free pizza tastes like crap. I've not had it, so I can't say. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Have you, you've had it? Yeah, I've tried it. It's just not. 
It's not the same. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. They need gluten in the flour because uh, gluten makes the crust tough. Yep. And uh, it won't crack crack apart. Uh, makes it stand up to the water. Keeps it ropey. Yeah, it keeps it nice and ropey. Yeah. And um, I guess we need to talk about water at some point. <laughs> Anytime. Because water's, you know, the old saying about New York pizzas is because of the water. Oh, yeah. That's like the old saying. I don't know. It's but they saying, changed but their water. Say. Now they have like water you can drink right out of the tap. Did they change their water? Oh, yeah, man. They overhauled their sewer system. There's a bottled water you can buy now that's just New York City tap water. It's stuff is so like clean and pure. Well, it's because it comes from, uh, I think 90% of it comes from two aqua, aqueducts in uh, the Catskills. Ship it into Manhattan. We should do a that's podcast true. on how Manhattan gets water. It's pretty amazing. Oh, okay. Now? No. Can we wait until we research it? Yeah, it's pretty amazing, though. But um, I read this Wired article that kind of broke down the the pizza water New York thing. And um, they got in touch with Mario Batali, very famous Italian chef, Yeah. and asked him. And he said, well, one of the reasons, before we get to water, is that um, the oven, he said, captures the gestalt, or if you're German, the gestalt. Of a beautifully cooked pizza. So basically over time. <laughs> totally did say that, didn't you? <laughs> over time. Well, it makes sense though. Over time, you're going to get, uh, particles, like volatized particles caking onto the walls and the roof of your oven. Uh-huh. And then the convection process will just like work that into whatever you're cooking over the years. Right. So because they've been making pizza for so long in New York, some of these old ovens like have this gestalt. That can't be matched anywhere else. No, he says. Okay, and and Chicago as well. Um, but then with the water, he says, yeah, the biggest problem with California pizza is the water. It's just not the same. No, it's um, poop water. Although he doesn't, he doesn't use New New York water at his restaurant Del Posto. He actually clones water from Italy. No, he doesn't. He does. No. Yes. Clones it. That's what he said. It's uh, he's created his own mineral water composite, working from a chemical analysis of l'acqua italiana, and it said that basically it's a, a clone of this Italian water. <laughs> it sounds kind of pretentious. We should go sell him some like real estate or something. <laughs> but that's why the I think the food detective show did a test, a blind test uh-huh. on New York water and pizza crust and. Everyone picked the New York pizza in a blind test. Huh. So there may be something to it, the mineral composition. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I mean, if you have even the slightest belief in molecular gastronomy. Sure. It makes sense. Which would explain why New York bagels are the best, too, because bagels are boiled, as yeah. everyone knows. Yeah. Or the right, if you make it the right way, it's boiled. Yeah. Yeah. Way so to go, Chuck. That's my water sidebar. That's Chuck on water. Well, I've always heard that, you know, New York pizzas because the water is because the water from the cat's Yeah. I had heard that. I didn't know it was from the Catskills or it had anything to do with Gestalt or anything like that. <laughs> gestalt? Yeah. All right. Um, the the third vital ingredient is yeast. And yeast basically creates the precursor to beer. Remember in the beer episode? Could you imagine if there was no yeast? We'd be in big trouble. No pizza? No beer? What's the point? No bread? This would be. This world would be, it'd be sad. Actually, there's yeast-free bread, I think. But still. You know? Yeah, no, I know. So what, what, what's the deal with yeast? Well, basically the yeast goes in and it eats the um, sugars yeah. found in the flour. Uh-huh. Um, and then you may also add your own sugar to increase the fermentation. Um, but it causes the uh, dough to rise because it, it expels gas as a byproduct. 
and that gas gets trapped in the dough and it causes it to rise. It makes it uh, uh, more malleable. It makes it um, tastier. Yeah. The texture of it is softer. It's just basically yeast. is It's the happy fungi that you add to the whole <laughs> The magic mix. ingredient. Yeah. Uh, if you add a little salt, it's going to add some flavor, obviously. It's going to slow the fermentation. Uh, shortening is going to make it more pliable mm-hmm. uh, by providing lube. And shortening would be like olive oil. You're not going to use Crisco unless you're some sort of heathen. No, you can use canola oil, but olive oil is what I would go with. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, Crisco. Crisco is great, though, for some things. Oh, yeah, for like uh, sugar cookies. Mm. Especially the kind that's like just the just the the shortening, the, the yeah. thick, the solid, yeah, yeah, shortening. That stuff is crazy. That's what I thought. That's the only way I thought you could cook growing up because of like my grandmother's. Yeah. I thought, well, when you cook, you get out that big can and a big ice cream scoop and you yeah. go to town. With that wadded up piece of like uh, wax paper in there that you use to scoop it out. Yeah, it's yeah. It's completely covered in Crisco now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, either that or the grandmothers also used, you know, they saved all their grease. So they would be cooking with grease that they've been using for like the past year. Yeah. It's really good. That's nice. Um, sugar. Changes the fermentation rate. Yeah, it can accelerate it. Yeah. It can increase the amount of gas released. And uh, it also causes the crust to brown. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's the sugar? Yep. So what if you don't put sugar? You get a glowing yellow crust. Oh, really? doesn't yeah. brown as much? doesn't brown. Okay. Uh, you want to ball it up? Use it in your hands? Yeah, I think I think you should say here, like, you're teaching people how to make legitimate real pizza dough here. Yeah. So, this I mean, is gold. In rough strokes. Okay. Like I don't think anyone could like we're not providing measurements. You know what I'm saying? No, no. But I'm saying once you've once you've created the stove, now you're about to tell them what to do with it. How yeah, to, yeah. How to make it? You want to ball it up with your hands. Um, you don't want it all cracked. Uh, you want it tight, and you want to put it on an oiled sheet pan, and then proof it, which means you cover it with wax paper uh-huh. and let it sit and let the yeast do its thing until it like doubles in size. Yeah, because the yeast is just sitting there eating sugars and, and pooping out. Gas. Gas. Uh, then you need to retard it. Um, you need to put it in the fridge for about 12 hours, and then this slows the yeast down, but it's still doing its thing. Right. They're like, this sugar's so <laughs> good. It's cold. Um, and then if you do this, you've got pizza dough that you can use for like three to five days. Yeah, I would imagine most people who are really, really into pizza would be like, you can't save that for three to five days. You think? I would think so. I bet... Fresh. You think Fresh most is almost restaurants always preferred. do it like yeah, the same day? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like a pizza purist would oh. be like you can't use five day old dough for a decent pizza. True. But I buy the dough sometimes at like Trader Joe's, you know? Or the farmers market. Uh-huh. Like the pre made dough balls. And those are you know, not necessarily that day. And or we at the oven. Well, you left out the sauce. Most of the time it's tomato sauce, but if you're still worried that tomatoes are poisonous and that the aristocracy is trying to kill you by giving them to you, um, you can uh, eat garlic butter sauce, which will give you a white pizza. Yeah. You don't like white pizza? I no. love white pizza. And if you go to Fellini's, I yeah. think we're going to name every single pizza place in town. <laughs> if you go to Fellini's and order a white pizza slice, you know, they use the pre-made slice, and then yeah. they build the white pizza on top of it. So you get a little uh, tomato sauce with your white pizza. It's really good. But it's not white pizza then, right? No, not you're the one who calls like everything pizza. <laughs> you run around and that's a pizza. Look, there's a pizza over there. I don't want to hear it from you. All right, uh, I'm not a fan of white pizza. I like some tomato sauce on mine. 
Yeah, I'm with you, but I like white pizza too. Okay. Um, and the cheese, you know, mozzarella traditionally. Right. And the way you build it is actually kind of important too. Yeah, depending on where you are. It's not just the ingredients, it's the, the amount and the, um, the distribution. Yes. Where they are. Sure. In relation to one another vertically. Well, let's go ahead then. New York is sauce, then cheese. Yeah, well, from the dough up. Yeah, dough, sauce, cheese. Right. And then not that many toppings. Well, if you're a purist, again, cheese a cheese slice is what you're going for. I'm not big on just cheese. What are you, pepperoni guy? No, not anymore. Not since I was a kid. Now I'm just kind of like, pepperoni, it's so bleh. I like a good homemade Italian sausage. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I like... Sliced tomatoes on it, not sun-dried fresh. Yeah. Basil, black olives. Yeah, basil always. Ham. Not into olives. I like sausage. I don't like the green olives. I like black olives. Do you like the Hawaiian pizzas? Uh, I've only in the last couple months gotten into pineapple, yeah. and I'm still feeling my way around it. Pineapples and strawberries. I just I used to eat strawberries when I was a kid, and I've rediscovered them recently. I'm really? like, <laughs> yeah, when we were in the suite at the Marriott, when we were doing interviews at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, you did ate you I ate like 15 pounds of strawberries. They were <laughs> so good. The chocolate-covered or regular? No, they're regular. Okay. Yeah, I don't even need chocolate-covered anymore. It's like I'm free. Strawberries are delicious. Yeah. Uh, but Hawaiian... I'll, I'll tell you in a yeah. month or two. I'll try it. Emily likes that. She's big on uh, mushroom, green pepper, and pineapple. Together? Yeah. She doesn't do the meats, you know, huh. at all. Just as a food. As a, While we're talking about wives and pizza preferences, yeah. you may have this place in D.C. she used to go to, and she'd get like a huge slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. And this place also sold Indian food, so she'd get chicken sog and put the sog on the pizza, and she said it was really? awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we have to do the half and half, and I get, like, sausage on one mm-hmm. half, and she does veggie, and then it's like, your sausage juice got on my half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, your mushroom got on my half. You like a cheeseburger pizza? Eh. I love cheese. I'm not too big on beef on the pizza. I'll give you one more tip. Okay. Get yourself some complete seasoning, some, uh, I can't remember what it is in Spanish, but um, complete seasoning. It's like a, a Mexican blend. Okay. And put it on your pizza. It doesn't matter what kind of pizza it is. It works on popcorn too, but right. on your pizza, it just it'll make you smile. Well, my friend Eddie, who you know, would say, "Get a bottle of ranch dressing, and you're all set." Oh yeah, that's good too. <laughs> all right, so man, wow, that was a sidebar. <clears throat> so you were saying New York, you build from the dough up, dough, up. dough, sauce, cheese, and then maybe a couple toppings. Yeah. Chicago, it's the opposite. Yes. And this is apparently a tomato pie, the way it's built. Yeah. Super deep dish, right? Baked in a pan, yeah. And then you've got the cheese on the bread itself on the dough, right? And then the the toppings, and then they put this like ungodly thick, delicious sauce on top. Yeah, I've not had it. Really? And I love Pizza Hut's pan pizza. Well, th- I mean, you should definitely have sh- like a true Chicago style pizza. I mean, it's it's great. You eat it with a fork and knife. I am a New York pizza guy through and through. I like it too. But you know, every once in a while, if like when in Chicago. Well, this is like um, when in Italy. Exactly. Uh, this is one of those things where I don't think you have to choose sides. No. Uh, let's just all eat all kinds of pizza all the time. Yeah, we'll but fine. people get really passionate about their pizza. I know, but these are, you know. Yeah. It's like, man, it's it's pizza. Enjoy all pizza. <laughs> I agree. If there's one thing we can all just settle down about, it's pizza. Even Mexican pizza? Come on. Y- yes. No. Oh, yeah. That's not pizza. 
What are you crazy? You can't just run around saying that. What you eat is not pizza unless it's exactly what the the um, Neapolitans are making. It's not pizza. It's not Neapolitan pizza. No, it's not pizza. <laughs> All right. So now the ovens. I guess. There's I thought this was a, an odd little thing that they put in there. What about the the uh, different kinds of ovens? Yeah, it just seemed intuitive to me. Well, sure. Well, you use a peel. Not many people know that 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 big spanking paddle. It's called a peel. I didn't. I have to say. Okay. So you slide it in there. Uh, they, they can be electric. They can be uh, cooked right on a conveyor belt, like if you're at a big pizza chain, yeah. which, you know. Is or if you have a great. conveyor belt oven at home. That's true. But the king daddy of all is the, the brick oven pizza Yeah, uh, cooked with wood. Yep. And, like, your crust should have little bits of black char on it, if you ask me. Yeah. For the best for the best taste. Which is actually soot. It's spent carbon. Yeah. <laughs> little uh, spoiler there for an upcoming show. Yep. And then here in Atlanta, the at Antico, I think they brought those three ovens over from Naples, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I could see that. So a lot of gestalt going on there. Man, there's tons <laughs> of gestalt. Um, Neapolitan pizza? Yeah, so Neapolitan pizza um, is extremely thin crust. It's bubbly crust. Um, you put on sauce and then maybe basil and mozzarella. You don't cover the sauce. It yeah. looks like pretty much equal parts, just visibly looking down over the pizza. It appears like v- equal splotches of basil, mozzarella, and um, sauce. Yeah, kind of spare. They don't overdo it. And to be a true Neapolitan pizza, as of December 2009, the European Union issued a um, protection that regional protection, that like champagne and what was the other thing we talked about recently? Oh, uh, was it a cheese? I had to have been. Probably. Yeah. Um, it, and also I think uh, Neuchatel, Neuchatel has regional protection as well. Okay. But basically like it has to be produced in the area under these certain guidelines to be considered that. Um, Neapolitan Pizza enjoys that economic protection now as well. And um, – to be Neapolitan, it has to be round. It can't be ostentatious. No. No more than 13 and a half inches in diameter. Yeah. Um, it can only be a tenth of an inch tall, which is thin. At its center, yeah. Yeah. Um, the crust has to be no more than three quarters of an inch thick. So this is a okay. really thin crust pizza, man. Yeah, but not ultra thin. I got taken to task on Facebook today. Oh, yeah? Because I said it was ultra thin. They were like, yeah. that's not ultra thin. Ultra thin's a tortilla. I guess so. Mexican pizza. <laughs> uh, you have to knead the dough by hand, right? Yeah, and I got a couple of more that weren't in the article. Supposedly, it has to be in a wood-fired oven above 905 degrees huh. Fahrenheit. Uh, only San Marzano, plum tomatoes. Okay. Which, you know, to me, that's the only tomato if you're going to be cooking Italian style. Is that right? I think so. I mean, Is that canned? Yeah. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm sure you can get them fresh, obviously, but yeah, the, the canned San Marzanos are like what I use in my... Spaghetti sauce. Have you been to that Italian market by Five Seasons on the west side? I have not. It is like right like half a block down, and it is authentic. Really? Yeah, you should check it out if you're into that. I am into that. We'll check it out. All right. Um, and I think that's all to, to by law. And, of course, no one's – they pointed out in the article I read that no one's going out and, like, you know, punishing anybody. It's just a set of standards that they like to hold dear. Oh. You know? They're not going to throw you in jail. For calling something a Neapolitan. Right. Yeah. Um, Although they should. So that's Neapolitan. We talked about New York and Chicago. Um, California pizza. Yeah. That is super thin crust. Yeah. 
usually uh, made with um, what, what vegetables are in season. I like California Pizza Kitchen. It's okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like okay. you like barbecue sauce on your pizza. Uh, no, they have a tostada pizza that's really good, too. <laughs> you should check. Man, you got to expand your horizons. It's not just New York and Chicago. There's a lot. There's a whole world of pizza. I've been there. to CPK. It's fine. They, the black bean salad there is delicious. Their, their guacamole is pretty good, too. All right. And then Greek? <clears throat> yeah. That's also in a pan, like Chicago. It's just feta. I'm not big on feta. Feta and, and spinach sometimes, olives. Yeah. I like feta. Um, and then uh, Sicilian. And there's American Sicilian and Italian Sicilian. That's right. And if you're an American, you're making a Sicilian pizza. It's uh, rectangular, square, thick crust. Not a fan. The reason it's thick is in uh, Sicily, they bake the ingredients into the crust. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to try that, actually. It's like um, they heard about stuffed crust pizza and started mimicking it. Oh, man. Pizza Hut drives me nuts with all those things. <laughs> it's like the rope of cheese in the crust. <laughs> or then they had the one crust. There was the one the pizza you eat backwards. Yeah, yeah. Like they just <laughs> come up with all these things that are completely unnecessary. There was uh, the pizza that eats you. Yeah, the pizza that eats you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Soviet Russia... Um, there's some pretty crazy toppings around the world. What do they eat there in Russia? They eat something called uh, makba, which is a blend of tuna, mackerel, sardines, onions, and salmon, which I have to say sounds kind of good. You know what I thought good, was good? What? Was the Japanese. Yeah. The, the mayo yaga, jaga? Yeah. May- they, mayonnaise, bacon, and potato mixture? They um, cook their, uh, their hot dogs in there, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's really good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, in India... A little pickled ginger and tofu, maybe, and a little minced mutton. Yeah. Gross. Sounds good to me. Nah, I'm not you don't mutton. like mutton? No. Jeez. I had a pet goat. That's This is a lamb. It's I know. a totally different animal. <laughs> they can't even mate, I don't think. Oh, I bet they could. Well, they they can, but they can't reproduce. Okay. <laughs> um, Brazil, you might get some green peas on your pizza. Woof. Yeah. Costa Rica, you might get a little coconut. Equally woof. Yeah, I think so. I'm not big on coconut and on an- pizza. Anchovies are generally <laughs> regarded as the least favorite pizza topping. What's the number one pizza topping in America? Oh, it's pepperoni, of course. Wrong. Really? It got toppled this last this year. Wow. Chicken. As far as protein goes, chicken. Really? Yep. And is that, uh, how do they calculate that? Is that like in restaurants or? There's actually a surprising amount of pizza industry um, marketing and lobby groups. Trade groups. Yeah, that's true. The Pizza and this Owners was, Association. Or yeah. Whatever. I ran across a blog post and I don't remember. I followed it to this press release from some pizza association. Um, and I don't remember which one it was. But they said that um, chicken topped pepperoni as far as pepperoni toppings goes. So that means that Americans uh, consume more than 250 million pounds of chicken on their pizza. Yeah, which makes sense because chicken's heavier than pepperoni. That's true. And that's a lot of pepperoni. Maybe they go by weight. Yeah, we've got some awesome stats here, don't we? Yeah, go ahead and fire some of those out. Uh, so the number of pizzas sold in the U.S. each year, $3 billion. I'm responsible for at least a million and a half of those. <laughs> 350 slices sold every second. Yeah. Not bad. And uh, every year, the average American eats 46 slices. That's child's play. Ninety-three percent of Americans eat pizza at least once a month. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. I mean, that is that means like almost every American eats pizza at least once a month. That is 
pretty staggering. I can't imagine that there's any other food like that except maybe a cheeseburger. I bet pizza tops that even. I would think so. It's just such an easy because go-to. vegetarians can eat pizza, cheese pizza. Yeah, and if you if you go to like what, McDonald's or something like that, yeah. and you have a family of four, uh, you're going to spend more than you would on a pizza a that'll pizza? feed that family of four too. Yeah. And you it's don't get the, the cold breakfast leftovers either. Uh, exactly. With McDonald's. You do, but... <laughs> uh, what else was there? Anything else? I had a... There was a guy in my elementary school, actually. You know, remember the little rectangle elementary school pizzas? That yeah. were so oh, great. Oh, my God. There was one dude, Brett Standish, that uh-huh. did not eat pizza. And he was like the only kid I ever knew that didn't eat pizza. So every time we had pizza, it was like there was a, a battle royal... To find out who would get Brett Standish's pizza. Yeah. And he would like up his, you know, his asking price each week when he found out, you know, it was like a valuable commodity. Yeah. Smart kid. Yeah. What what was the most he ever got for it? Nah, I have no idea. Probably a bunch of Pringles and like a little time behind the school. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, No. My imagination is racing right now. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, there's this little sidebar in this article that said that more than 30 pizzerias in New York are operating under the name Ray's. More and than I that. And I was like, that sounds like a lot until you realize there's 9,000 pizzerias in New York <laughs> alone, New York City. Well, I thought this is pretty interesting. Should we talk about Ray's? Sure. Um, if you've ever been to New York, or Atlanta's got four Ray's pizzas. Is that right? Famous original Ray's? Uh, Atlanta has Ray's New York Pizza. Um, and you know how it always says since whatever year, since 1990. Right. <laughs> in Atlanta. That's not too bad. But, uh, yeah, there, are, by the count I got, there are 49, um, pizzerias in New York that use some form of the name Ray. And here's the story behind it. Okay. Um, Ray, uh, Ralph Cuomo. Right. Opened the first Ray's on Prince Street in 1959. He's grandfather to Rivers and father of Mario. <laughs> We're going to say. And uh, his nickname, he claimed to be Ray because he said it was Ralphie, then Rafey, then Ray. I'm not quite so sure about that. Okay. Um, he opened a second one in the 1960s. <clears throat> and then someone named Rosalino Man- Mangano, Mangiano bought the second Ray's, changed the name to famous original Ray's, even though that wasn't true. So things started to get a little messy. Uh, then Mangiano now goes by Ray, which is also bogus. Opened uh, several more famous original Rays all over the city. Uh, sold that to a new owner who began using other variations of the Rays. So it kind of just spread. But ironically, three quote-unquote Rays got together to trademark the name. None of them are named Ray. <laughs> Yet they have all gotten together to try and trademark the name Ray. Right. And to shut down, at least in name, places like... Uh, Atlanta's New York Pizza, Ray's New York Pizza in Atlanta. Yeah, who well, you just probably got in trouble. I don't think so. They know about them. So you don't know that. That sounds like a cartel. I think it is. Speaking of cartels, Chuck, the big three, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's. Yeah. Um, of those three, the one that has the most urban legends associated with it is Domino's. I had heard, I think, one of these. Well, the 30 minutes or less went away because they, they killed some kid in a car. Yeah. A delivery person did. That's such a ready-made urban <laughs> yeah, legend. Totally. Supposedly, um, they, there were lawsuits from, uh, people being hit. At least one person was hit. But they didn't say it had anything to do with the 30 minutes or less. One person was killed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. 
one person killed at least, so then at least one person hit. We're yep. both kind of right. But they did do away with that. There was also a rumor that the owner of Domino's contributed a lot to uh, anti-abortion groups, um, which may or may not have been true, but he didn't own Domino's probably at the time because the guy who founded the company. Um, Tom Monahan. Yeah, he sold it in 1998 for a billion, which is pretty tidy. But he is a uh, staunch Catholic and uh, obviously a supporter of pro-life. Right. And is building his own little Catholic town yeah. outside of Miami. Yeah. One of those, and I've heard of these before, where you basically like, I'm going to build my little, my own little town, like filled with people that are like me. Exactly. <laughs> because I'm incredibly wealthy. Exactly. So I don't know what the status is on that now, but um, supposedly more than 30,000 residents will occupy this town. And eventually they'll go to war with Celebration Florida. <laughs> Uh, and then there's all these goofy pizzas. I don't get into all this stuff. Like the the 3,000 euro pizza with cognac marinated lobster and edible gold and Okay, so that holds the record. soaked caviar. For the most expensive with gold, there's actually two categories in Guinness as far as most expensive pizza, with edible gold and without. Apparently, <laughs> if you just want to like throw some edible gold on your pizza, you can just you know tip the scales money-wise. Right. But if you want the most expensive pizza in the world without gold, that record was recently broken uh, in Stevenson Pizza Company in Vancouver, which apparently is affiliated with the guy from Hell's Kitchen. Oh, uh, yeah. Shot it down? Yeah. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Yes. Um, they have a $450 pizza called the C6 Pizza. It has lobster thermidor, black Alaskan cod, and caviar on it. It looks kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, they do stuff like that to get press and uh, get people in there, and I, I get it. What about the uh, largest pizza ever built and eaten? I like that they, they have that caveat. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Havana, Florida, um, from 1987. I'm surprised no one has tried to break it since then. Um, 44,457 pounds of pizza. Yeah. ninety Over 94,000 slices. Yeah, devoured by 30,000 at least 30,000 people hanging out. How did they bake that thing, I wonder? I don't know. Hmm. That's that's a great question. That's the one I want listener mail on. Not your favorite pizza <laughs> topping. No one cares about that. How did they bake that thing? I guess, I mean, maybe it was sun-baked? <laughs> I don't know. It was in Florida, or maybe the... Was, they're like, wow, this is really <laughs> chewy. Pizza. Like, they make it, and then they're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Because it says eaten. Or maybe there's another record tied to it for the largest pizza oven. I would imagine. And then the longest pizza delivery, 2004, a uh, Domino's franchise owner named Lucy Clough delivered a pizza 10,532 miles, uh, 16,950 kilometers from London to Melbourne. It was a vegetarian pizza as part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I was about to disparage it. I know. That's why I I got all that out in one breath before you could break it. Yeah, okay. I was saving you from yourself. Make-A-Wish then. I support it. Way to go, Chuck. That's pizza. Yeah. You know what's awesome about pizza? I guarantee you there's dark corners to all this that we didn't even hit. Oh, sure. That we're going to hear about, that yeah, we yeah. want to hear about. This will be one of those, which I love. Yeah, I love pizza. Uh, if you love pizza, you can read more about it at uh, HowStuffWorks.com. Type the word P-I-Z-Z-A into the search bar at our beloved HowStuffWorks.com website. Um, 
which is now two words, I think, as far as AP goes. What website? Yeah, I thought for it a long was. time they no no. I was taught when I was hired here. It's capital W E B, separate word, lowercase S I T E. Right now it's lowercase all one word. Oh, it's all one word now. I yes. thought you were saying it's two words now. No, no, gotcha. Yeah, no, it's one word. Okay, which is great. Is and it? if I did say two words, I was wrong. Okay, we'll find out. Uh, anyway, I think I said search bar in there. So it's time for listener mail. Uh, Chuck. Yes. We should tell everybody about something very special and dear to our hearts. New York City. That's right. We are going to Comic-Con, and we will be doing a live podcast on Friday, October 12th. Yeah. At Comic-Con at yeah. the Javits Center. That's like our new thing. We did San Diego, now we're doing New York. That's right. Next up, Albuquerque. So if you are going to Comic-Con, you should come by and see that. But after Comic-Con... We have one of our famous, famous to us, <laughs> all-star trivia nights. Right. Um, where is it going to be? The cutting room? It is at the grand reopening of the cutting room in uh, the Flatiron District, which yeah. is, what's the address? It is uh, 44 East 32nd Street in New York, and uh, it, it's in the Flatiron, you said? Yep. Awesome. And uh, doors open at 730. Trivia goes down at 830. And what is first come, first serve, right? Free, 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 first come, first serve. We will have a bar there that you can buy drinks. Yeah, you can buy us drinks. That's right. That We're going to just basically be having a really good time. If you if you're not familiar with our trivia nights, like just come out and check it out. It'll be worth your while. Absolutely. And uh, stay tuned for info on Facebook and Twitter about the uh, makeup of the All Star Team. We are filling yep. that out as we speak. But yeah. we will have some special guests that you will want to meet. Yeah, and at the very least, you can come take on me and Chuck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just fun. So what is that? That's Friday, October twelfth, right? Yep. Uh, the panels at uh, when? Uh, the panel is at, I believe, 6.45. Okay, and then uh, we're going to be at the cutting room starting at 8.30. Trivia starts at 8.30, doors at 7.30. Be there, be square. You are good at this. Thank you. All right, is it time for listener mail? Yep. Uh, I'm going to call this uh, Accidents Thanks to Us. We caused an accident. A, a good one? No. Like? No one got hurt. Okay. Uh, this is from Annie, and Annie was going off to college, which was uh, several states away, so her family decided to road trip with her to... Uh, to, to the college as a little mini vacation. That is very sweet, depending on how Annie feels about her family. <laughs> well, you're about to find out. Uh, it may sound fun, but it's not easy to agree on music when you're James Blunt-loving mom, Miley Virus-loving younger sister. She is just heading off to college, huh? Yeah. And weird Euro-metal-loving older brother are all crammed into a car together. <laughs> After a few hours of me wondering if I could get a refund on my soundproof headphones, they agreed to let me pick the music, and I picked Stuff You Should Know. Nice. Turns out everyone loves slash doesn't hate stuff you should know. <laughs> That's good. Uh, we were all interested, more importantly, not yelling or throwing CDs out the window. Plus, it was fun to go back through uh, my favorites. Jack the Ripper, for instance, made my mom a little green. That's a good one. However, you during- know what? What? We heavily edited that one. Too. Yeah, it was worse. It was way worse. I think, yeah, I remember going through there and being like, dude, we can't say this. <laughs> it was factual. No, it was. It was so- yeah. Yeah. Um, however, during a time when it was my goofy brother's turn to drive, uh, parentheses, I really can't stress how weird he is. <laughs> At the end of the cast about genius, you were reading some other listen, uh, listener mail from a lady truck driver and told her to honk her horn, which yep. my brother did really loud like a truck would do. Uh-huh. Uh, it wouldn't have been a problem, but we were in one of those curvy two-lane highways uh, behind a senior citizen, yeah. uh, and basically this this 
a lady thought that they were honking at her. Oh, no. She slammed on her brakes. Oh, no. And caused the person riding behind her to butt into her rear end. Oh, no. Uh, no one was hurt, but I was laughing because over the screech of tires, I actually heard Chuck say, I hope we didn't just cause an accident. <laughs> wow, this is insane. Um, everyone is fine. There was no damage to either car, but my mom made my brother give them both info because my mother thought that he was liable. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah, exactly. She just drove him straight to jail. And she says, I was the one to awkwardly explain to the old lady what a podcast was. P.S. I hope my dorm mate likes you guys. That's from Annie. Thanks a lot, Annie. That was really nice. I'm glad everyone's yeah. safe. Me too. Man, that's that's crazy, Chuck. That sounds a little made up, but... <laughs> oh, yeah? We've know. fallen for it before. Sure. Man. Remember Either the, way. Remember the marriage, the wedding proposal? Yeah. <laughs> I still have egg on my face about that. It's <laughs> all right, man. We all do. We all do. Uh, if you uh, have a great story about how your family's been brought together by Stuff You Should Know, we want to hear it. We also want to know how the citizens of Havana, Florida, baked their 94,000 slice pizza. Yeah. We really, really want to know that. Agreed. Um, and how delicious it was. Yeah. Uh, you can tweet to us all of this information to uh, SYSK Podcast. Seriously, our Twitter is killing it. Is it? Yes. That's great. There's, It's one of the best Twitter feeds on the internet. Wow. It's got it all, man. It has um, wacky news. It has important news. Uh-huh. Criticism of Twitter when they suspend people's accounts. Um, it has, <laughs> uh, we, we talk to people back and forth. Yeah. Sometimes we pester Hodgman for no good reason. Yeah. Um, there's just all sorts of great stuff on Twitter. Or we'll, like we'll see a tweet from like the Jim Henson company uh-huh. that they like the Muppet podcast. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. So, like, pretty cool stuff like that is going down. Yeah, it is. It's very cool. Um, so, you can follow us on Twitter at, so it's the at symbol, and then S-Y-S-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Yes. At S-Y-S-K Podcast. We're also killing it on Facebook. Our Facebook page is awesome. That's uh, Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. Yeah. Right? And you can just send us an email like a normal person would to S-Y, no, to Stuff Podcast <laughs> yeah. at Discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 